Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? It is June 1st. We're almost at the halfway point of this miserable sack of shit year of 2020. But hey, we're going to try to get you through it tonight here on Fightful.com, the post-Raw show uh, taped last Tuesday. Of course, you know, you got plenty of scoops from this show if you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. It's the first of the month, so I'm reminding some of you, re-up your subscriptions, all that good stuff, because I got a lot of good stuff coming to you this week from WWE, COVID updates, uh, NWA making a signing. I got some NWO Sting scoops even. You want scoops about the fake Sting? I got them at FightfulSelect.com. But I also have Denise Salcedo here on the show. Denise, What's up, how, everyone? how is our favorite table doing? Oh, no. Is that my new name now? I'm a table. Oh. <laughs> well, I was called table, lampshade, etc. One dress ruined my entire life. Oh, it was it was beautiful. It was a beautiful dress. I feel like you should wear it on the air before you return it. But then I probably can't return it. No, you know what? The material on the dress was so bad that I wore it for five minutes to literally take a picture. And I was like begging and rushing my grandma to like pull the zipper off my back because the material was making me itch and scratch and it got so hot that I would not survive an hour-long show with that dress on oh that was it was phenomenal unfortunately you all probably won't know what we're talking about but hey that's okay because you're gonna know what we're talking about this week reminder we do raw smackdown nxt and aew post shows uh, I do UFC post shows, and we have The List and your boy every Wednesday. This in addition to great shows by Jeremy Lambert and uh, Joe Holbert. So make sure you guys check that out. Across all our Fightful platforms, we have over 50 shows we uh, every month. rather. We don't expect you to listen to all of them, but if you want to hear about anything, we got something that has you covered. So let's talk about Monday Night Raw tonight. I thought that it was pretty solid outside of... I thought they leaned a little bit too heavy into, is Rey Mysterio blind? I thought that I heard about that way too much. But line of the night, Denise, 
Damn you, Seth Rollins! Is that really line of the li- line of the night? Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Damn you, Seth Rollins! I thought moment of the night was Zelina ripping Charlie's rose. That was yeah. my favorite part. That was a good part. I enjoyed that. But uh, a reminder, guys: donate a super chat. Any amount gets your question or statement read on the air. If maybe you look at things and you say, oh, you know what? I don't want to donate a super chat. You can always leave a thumbs up. You can always subscribe. You can leave us a nice iTunes review. That stuff really helps. Letting the world know also helps. And if you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, you can ask like up to 10 questions a week, and I'll answer them. So uh, we will get to those as we hit those segments. But this show did kick off with the Rey Mysterio retirement ceremony and – uh, Anakin JMT says, can't wait to see the heel turn of Denise continue, although she did it to me Friday when she told me she loved the Otis spot. I loved it, too. I thought that segment ruled. I loved it. Are you kidding me? I told my fiance, watch the intro of SmackDown and watch the Otis Mandy segment, and that is all. <laughs> that was, like, yeah. my recommendation. And um, I rewatched that afterwards. Like, I actually took the time to rewatch it. Oh, I thought it was great. I showed it to my wife, and she thought it was so bad that it was good. I did, too. I did, too. Uh, It was like an episode of Sex in the City. Tim Traver said, uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia, under curfew now. We had a riot in my own backyard last night. Stay safe, buddy. Uh, We've had a few peaceful protests out here, so uh, make sure you stay safe. Uh, Rey Mysterio did not say safe. He was being retired by Seth Rollins. Rollins says that he has to appreciate the greatness of Rey Mysterio and plays a very nice video package that turns into a shrine of him attacking Rey and says that he personally wants to induct Rey Mysterio into the WWE Hall of Fame. Now, before we get into the run-in, what did you think of this this angle, this, this aspect of things? I like how they're really trying to make it seem like Rey Mysterio is really retiring. Like, this is the end. And they had some really good clips in that montage that they showed. The part with the little kid just saying, I love you. I love you to Rey Mysterio. (laughs) I was just like, stop it. That is the funniest thing ever. And um, But I actually thought that everything that involves Seth Rollins tonight was on spot. Like, I loved everything that Seth Rollins did today on Monday Night Raw. Like, I actually thought that the first hour or, like, the first two segments were the strongest part of Raw, and then it kind of just went a little bit downhill after that. But for the most part, I enjoyed everything from at the top of the show. So later on, we're going to kind of fast forward a bit. We do see Rey Mysterio, and he's at home nursing his eye. You have Samoa Joe talking to him. And he he reiterates over and over again, I might retire. I don't know. I might retire. And Dom shows up. And I got to say, Dom, like, I think they're trying to make him look intimidating, but he's not there for me. I still see the little kid, and he does have a baby face a little bit. Not to say that people with baby faces can't be intimidating. Josh Barnett made a good career out of it. But it doesn't quite hit for me. But I'll tell you what does hit for me. Damn you, Seth Rollins! That was so good. (laughs) No, I actually thought the exact same thing. I just don't get, like, the tough, edgy vibe coming from him. So it's kind of hard to take seriously or actually believe that he's going to be seeking out revenge for his father. 
So did that segment do anything for you? To me, I was like, okay, I get it. He's coming back, but uh, I mean, here's the thing. Somewhere somebody is buying that Rey Mysterio will retire. I mean, and I get that. There's somebody somewhere. This isn't for me, as they say. This is for somebody else. Uh, it's just, uh, I think it could have been executed better. I think Seth Rollins is doing good. And Ray's strong suit has never really been his promos. And it's definitely not Dom's strong suit right now. But I don't know. I Especially when I see this stacked up against Edge and Randy Orton and how good those promos are. It's, it's a tough comparison. But uh, Alistair Black came out, and I was like, damn, are we going to get this here and at the pay-per-view? But we're probably not. We're probably not. This match was real good. Damn, it was good. You have Austin Theory and Buddy Murphy approaching Alistair Black. But Humberto comes out. Man, I was making fart noises in my own office as it happened. (laughs) I'm like, if I were Alistair, I'd be like, go! I don't need you! But there he was. Why do they why do they gotta put Humberto in everything, Denise? You know what? I don't know. I used to have an answer for that. I think <laughs> at this point they're probably just trying to like really make it work, trying to find a spot for him. And to be honest, he, it doesn't bother me. I, I, I it doesn't bother me as much as it may bother like other people. It doesn't bother me either. Not at all. Not not a bit, <laughs> not really. Not really. I don't like it at all. Uh, I mean, he was there to run away Buddy Murphy and Austin Theory when they tried to get involved. Because, you know, both of those guys got to be scared of Humberto. The guy that gets his ass kicked every single week. Got to be afraid of him. Hasn't won since 2012. Man. It just doesn't feel like Rey Mysterio has all of the best options on his side right now. I kind of feel like maybe the... Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins' side is looking a little bit stronger in terms of a little bit like more uh, believable, and I think that's the problem too. Yeah, and <sighs> this match was good at least. This match was real good. Alistair Black uncorked a good lion salt and German suplex. Seth Rollins is the Falcon Arrow and a frog splash. This goes through two commercial breaks. This was as good as a pay-per-view match. Uh, we saw an armbar by Black into a powerbomb by Rollins, and I thought it needed a clean finish, and to me, it was clean enough. Uh, Humberto did thwart the, the distraction, and Alistair Black countered a pin with a cradle and got the win. There is no reason, Denise, why after whatever pay-per-view, what pay-per-view is coming up? I can't even remember. Backlash. Backlash. After Backlash, <laughs> there's no reason Alistair Black shouldn't get a title shot. I'm going to hit you with a fun fact. Do you know what his record is on the main roster? I don't know, but I feel like it might be strong just because he defeated a bunch of jobbers like for several weeks in a row that I remember. Try 33-1. and 33-1? and Who did he lose to? 33-1? He only lost to AJ Styles, and the reason he lost is because he had beat Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows right before that in a gauntlet. Besides gauntlet matches, he is... 31 and 0 on the main roster in one on one matches. He has not been pinned in a one on one match on TV since Tommaso Ciampa in January of last year. At some point, that has to be important. Otherwise, why are you wrestling the matches? Why are you doing it? And quite frankly, to me, I think Alistair Black versus Drew McIntyre for the title is a pay per view main event at this point. It's this stage. 
I really, really believe that. Uh, what did you think of the match and 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 all that though? Okay, so first with the match itself, with with Seth Rollins and Aleister Black, right off the bat, I was like, okay, this is not your typical Raw match. Like they're going full force, they're going, uh, you know, they were doing a lot for a lot with the match, and it was honestly like really exciting. And I wasn't expecting that because I kind of felt like, okay, this is a match that we should be seeing on a pay per view or something. So they're gonna do, they're gonna save all the action essentially. That's what I thought was gonna happen with this match. But then when it actually turned out to be like something. Where where it felt like there was some sort of like stake in it where they were actually like going full force. I was like, all right, things are looking really good. So I actually really enjoyed the match. Um, I thought that I, I loved, um, I loved, uh, Alistair Black's moonsault. I thought that was fantastic. And I actually liked the finish because it turned out that with Seth Rollins, having essentially like lost the match in the way that he did and the way that he looked afterwards and then how he basically like in his head the only thing that was proper was to have his disciples attack it was like perfect for his character dynamic so I really really like that and I like the fact that he lost because in the post match it actually made him look like he's finally uh you know acting out like a messiah, doing these bad things, these bad calls, sending out his troops to defend him like a messiah would. Yeah, I think that's spot on. I think it's spot on. They attacked Humberto after the match. Another dove cries. It happens every single week. He gets his ass whipped every single week. Poor guy. At this point, I'm not even complaining about his character or anything like that. He just gets his ass whipped every week. At some point, you stop showing up. You stop helping these people if you get your ass whipped all the time. Uh, and that happened. The disciples and, beat down everybody. And Drew McIntyre, Alistair Black is like the match that I have been wanting for like the longest time. Because I always like felt that they would like fit so perfectly. Like if they had like a really hot feud, like it would really like just be, it would be something. And I don't think that we can say that a lot about certain matches or certain opportunities that may be, uh, that can possibly be had. But something like that I think would be really cool. Well, we see Shawn Michaels hyping the Edge versus Randy Orton match. This was nothing. It was just him talking a little bit. But Randy Orton, such as life, cuts a great promo saying he's going to do whatever's necessary. The promo work between these two, like, Jesus. Like, sometimes you forget what some of these people are capable of. And I feel like we might have, we might be getting spoiled a little bit here, Denise, because the live crowd era, like, quite frankly, it doesn't make a lot of sense for a grown adult athlete to grab a microphone, walk out in front of a bunch of people and say, hey guys, I don't like this person, now listen to me bitch about them. Yeah. It makes a little more sense to do it in an intimate setting, talk directly to the camera, talk directly to the person. And cut that promo. And we're seeing some real awesome stuff from people as a result. Are are you liking this adjustment that we're seeing from a more from a more public promo to an intimate promo? Or do you kind of miss those those in, in front of the crowd promos? I definitely miss the in front of the crowd promos. Like for me, I like that because that's usually where you get like the energy, but it's two different types of promos though. So I feel like it does work for like, like a storyline with Randy Orton and Edge because they're doing like this mind game stuff. So it's more, uh, if you're in a setting like that where it's all dark and whatnot, it just adds to all of like the sinister stuff that he's saying versus if he were out there saying this stuff to the crowd, the crowd, pro you never know 
how the crowd would react. Like, yeah, us, we're watching it from home, so we're listening intently and we're reacting differently. But who's to say that we would be reacting the exact same way if we were there live or if the live crowd was influencing us to think differently while watching it back at home? So I think that certain promos definitely work how they're set up like that. And then certain promos, they do need that hype. You know, like a like a John Cena promo wouldn't necessarily make – it would definitely obviously work more in the ring with all of the people versus in the back and being like all sinister looking like Randy Orton, etc. So yeah. I just think it really depends. Yeah, like these Edge Orton ones are perfect for that intimate setting. I'll tell you one thing I don't miss. I don't miss the what chance whatsoever. Whatsoever. See, I'm a fan of those, though. Oh, it's fun. God. It's crowd it's, involvement. It's really not. It's rude. The wrestlers hate them. Like, it, it's real. Unless it's Steve Austin, then then it's nice. But otherwise, yeah, yeah. every wrestler that I talk to hates it because it undermines everybody. It gets them off track. And a lot of times they're given material to write and they don't really have the, the benefit of stepping out and doing whatever they want. We do have a uh, super chat. From Maurice says, is it weird I'm more excited for the memes that will come at the Randy Orton Edge match rather than the match itself? They are really good with body language and facial expressions, so I agree with that. But um, I'll tell you what I was not entertained by. The bowling the bowling. Oh, that was bad. I think that was the worst one so far. Like, the worst one. I hate it. I really hate it because... I think these four guys are so good and so talented, but this ain't it. This is not it, and they're clearly just going full on with it. And man, it's like, man, I get it. The Viking Raiders eat fucking turkey legs. I understand. I understand. I if somebody doesn't get hit in the face with a turkey leg at some point, I'm gonna be disappointed because you've already went balls deep with this turkey leg gimmick. You gotta keep going with it. It's otherwise I'm gonna be disappointed. But here here's the gist of it: Angelo Dawkins spits out some goat milk. Uh, he gets a bowling ball dropped on him. There's a turkey leg lodged in the ball return. Ivar gets hit on again. This sucked so bad. Like. It isn't even worthy of a proper segue, Denise, into a Blue Chew segment. Oh, wow. I'm going to say something. That's next level. I'm going to say something about balls. I'm going to say something about balls dropping. I'm going to say something about lodging your ball returns and, you know, meaty like a turkey leg. And I'm going to say stuff like that. But... This upset me so much that I just couldn't quite bring it all together. You know what I mean? Right. You couldn't. You couldn't put them all together. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't just tie it up. I really couldn't. And it's frustrating. So this isn't getting my segue. This does not deserve my segue. What did you think of this segment? I, I honestly. So the previous ones, I. Like I said last week, I didn't think they were funny. I thought they were a big, a big miss. And that's saying a lot because I laugh at pretty much everything. And so this week I thought, you know what? Let me look at things with new eyes, a new perspective. Um, and it just didn't work. It didn't work at all. None of the jokes were funny. Uh, the only part I thought was remotely funny was when, uh, the cook was telling Ivar that he's the cute one. 
Um, that was literally it, but I can't tell you anything else. Um, maybe when Montez Ford was like, ew, and he like did not like the goat milk, but that was it. And I'm telling you that I was reaching at that part because I just think that it could have been done better. Yeah. Uh, throwback 27, one of our dudes, so generous, uh, by the way, he donated a great amount to, uh, the Minnesota Freedom Fund. We did a live stream on the Sheenoms Twitch channel. Yesterday, we raised over $1,700. Uh, please check that out. The donation is still open. Uh, that was a great stream with uh, Queen of the Ring and the Sheenom. I loved being there for a few hours. Uh, we watched a lot of great matches from people like Sunny Kiss and Two Cold Scorpio and AJ Gray and O'Shea Edwards. So make sure you guys check that out and donate. Uh, but he says, The Prophets and Viking segments need to end. At this point, it's almost an insult to the viewer. Need to put it in the ring and stop having them waste time. Use the titles. I agree. I'm so sick of these. I'm ready to move on. Glad me and him are on the same page. And I know he's pretty happy about another. Is this it? Are they doing more? Oh, they're probably going to do more. Probably another one. Probably another one. <sighs> so, R-Truth defeated Gronk to win the 24-7 title. So... Gronk is trying to do a TikTok dance, and it gets rolled up. His friend had a ref shirt on. Anakin JMT says, Shout out to my man Throwback for getting his wish, and Gronk getting to drop the title. Throwback says, Gronk is gone. I'm a man of my word. I'm going to order my Bengals jersey. The Andy Dalton jersey is on the way. He asked what Throwback Bengals jersey he should get. So I said, Andy Dalton, who just left the team, but was a, was a great guy to the city. But Gronk, no more title. A lot of people wondered, Denise, if they would keep this title on him through the NFL season for publicity. Doesn't look like they're doing that. Does that surprise you? You know what? You never know. Maybe he can get it back. Maybe it'll be a swerve. I don't know. But I did think that he would have it a lot longer just because it felt like it made more sense in terms of, like you said, for publicity. And it's just like our truth getting it every every single time afterwards is getting old now. It's not funny anymore. I did think that it could have been more of a creative thing, too, if when he got it, maybe they it wasn't just like a quick roll up. No, like maybe they messed around in the backyard, had a little bra back there, maybe something just, uh, you know, a little bit different. I thought that they could have maybe done a little bit more for that segment to at least make it um, more noteworthy. Yeah, uh, as for the Gronk thing, I really thought that it would be good to have him around, uh, or at least with the title a little bit longer, like at least around NFL season. But I understand if, quite frankly, the Buccaneers don't want that distraction because they're not there to play around. They're there so Gronk and Tom Brady will win an win a Super Bowl. That's what they're doing. They don't really care about the 24-7 title at all. And I can't say that I blame them. Yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Although I did think it was funny that he they had him do a TikTok video because I was like, Gronk is so the guy that would be doing those like silly TikTok dancing videos. Yes, for sure. The woman with 150,000 TikTok followers would know. Hey, I did not do the dance challenges, all right? I did the straight water bottle challenges, but not the dancing ones. Damn. Hannah Moore brings up a good point about the about the Street Profits and Viking Raiders. She says, I'm wondering if maybe one of them has a small injury, and that's why they're doing these dumb segments in regards to Street Profits versus Viking Raiders. That's a really good point. And, and quite frankly, quite frankly, uh, 
I think that makes a lot of sense. I'm going to try to look into that. But yeah, yeah. And Throwback says, no, no, my buying the Dalton jersey would be in vain. That's true. If if Gronk wins the title back, he'll spend all that money on a Bengals jersey for nothing. You should give him a 30 days or something. Yeah, How many days return. can wait until he gets it or not? So uh, <laughs> Angel Gars is backstage. He's so good. Like even – even though his English isn't perfect, it's good enough to where that charisma just shines through Denise. I, I like a performer like that, even a heel, where you can tell that they're enjoying what they're doing so much. And I get that out of Angel Gars every time. Like, there's this smile that he cannot take off of his face when he performs because he's happy to be there. And it's one of those, it's almost like a smug smile, Denise. So it's it's easy to boo him, too. He's so good. I was going to say, Sean, I think you've officially been charmed by Angel Garza. It's happened. It the works. magic has hit you, too. I am practically Charlie Caruso sitting here like, go ahead, Angel. Take your pants off. I'm, I'm sitting yeah. there. I, I'm ready for it. And Charlie Caruso was enamored. Uh, he wants to talk for himself, though, instead of Zelina. And they talk about the Kevin Owens win. He gives Charlie a rose, and Zelina rips it up. That was like the best thing ever, and I'll tell you why. So when that happened, I was like, oh, I hate how basic it is that everyone thinks that every woman loves flowers and that flowers is going to make us react that way. And obviously, Charlie had the reaction that you yeah. would think a woman would have when she gets flowers. And I was like, oh, that is sickening. And then afterwards, um, Zelina grabs the rose and bricks it apart. And I was like, yes, thank you, Zelina. So for me, like, I was just like, thank you for doing that, not just because one, like, I hate the fact that we all have to pretend we like getting flowers. And two, because it was so, so mean of her to do. It was like the evilest thing that she could have done to another girl who just got a flower. So it yes. was great. So then Apollo Cruz comes out. He says he's proud to be champion. And he gets to pick his opponent. Now, I like this because Kevin Owens lost last week. But Apollo gets to pick. They say that so they make sense of this. Do I like it? Not necessarily. But the promo that Owens does makes sense of it, and that's what I appreciate about performers like this. Owens is like, congratulations, but I think you're doing this out of pity because of what happened to me last week. Cruz says that it's not, and uh, he's doing it out of respect. I love the line that Owens said. He was like, man, well, I'm going to hate this because your first title reign is going to be a very, very short one. I liked the interaction between these two opening this up. I rather enjoyed it. This was good because it was like playful, but at the same time, yeah, we're cordial now, but it's not going to end that way. So I actually like that he didn't just come out and accept it. And then they just had the match. I like that, that there was actually some, you know, some back and forth between them and, and then, the match itself was really good too. I thought that this was a good follow-up match to the to the Seth Rollins Alistair Black match because they were both super fast-paced and kept it going. So I felt that this was like a nice follow-up to that and kept the show like really strong at the top. Yeah, and you know, if you've been on a losing streak and you're looking to put on a championship performance, is it time? You know what? I don't think it is. I don't think it is. <laughs> So they go into Did the I match, ruin it? and it's really good. Owens dodges a moonsault and hits an apron senton, and they start slugging it out. Uh, Owens hits one of two swantons, but then Angel Garza and Andrade interfere, 
and cause a DQ. Uh, Jamie Aguilar brings up a good point. He says, Andrade and Garza against Owens and Cruz happens. What's the last time we had the tag titles on TV? These skits are terrible, and the titles need off of this. Uh, the last time that the tag titles were defended on Raw was the night after WrestleMania. It was the April 6th WWE Raw. There you go. And that is rough. That sucks. Uh, none in like two months. And I didn't even realize it had been that long. And that's unfortunate. But this match is fine. Garza ripped off his pants. That's cool. They tried to cheat. It didn't work. And Cruz got the pin on Andrade with the tossing powerbomb. Cruz's push continues. But how did you feel about this tag match and this being turned into one? Because it's it feels lazy to me when... They just go to commercial and they come back and, oh, a tag match. Yeah, I thought it was a nice escape from actually having Apollo Crews pin Kevin Owens. And so I kind of didn't really care for it turning into a tag match. And when it did, it actually did take, for a second, I was like, oh, I had that same reaction where I was like, oh, this is a tag match now. And for a second, I thought I had missed like something like of a bigger portion. But then when I realized I did it, I was like, okay. Um, I'm glad that Apollo Crews got the pin because let's face it, like he needed it. He just got crowned champion. You got to give him some more. So I did like that. Um, but I'm wondering what's going to happen with Andrade, with, with Andrade and Angel Garza. They have not been getting like the best, you know, moments in the ring. They haven't been winning that often. There's been tension. So I'm wondering when we're going to start seeing some of that like unfold. I, I wouldn't hate to see them become a cohesive team either because raw could use another great tag team anakin says is it still weird to you guys that they're acting like garza didn't propose to his girlfriend in the ring well i mean that that was six or seven months ago and quite frankly that might be an element of his heel character too being a little bit of a cheater but hey you know who also proposed in the middle of the ring guy named john cena that one didn't work out so and they didn't outwardly. <laughs> apples and oranges, though. Apples that's, and that's oranges apples on that one, I think. And first off, why yes, can't it you com- why can't you compare apples and oranges? They're both fruit. Well, it's a saying, so I'm just saying it because it's a saying. But I just feel like you can't compare it. Why? How? Can and you- I and. I- because it's it's different. Like they broke up, you know, and people know that, and it's a public thing. So but, it just it doesn't work. But WWE's never well, they never mentioned it until Firefly Funhouse that there was a breakup. And barely even in that, Bray Wyatt just casually brought it up. It's, it's Yeah, but like everyone knows though. It's just those things where everyone knows and you're just supposed to go with it. Yeah, sure, but I mean we we don't know about a lot of wrestling <laughs> couples that have just broken up and stopped working together. And his his fiance is not even a wrestler. So, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with well, it. Well, I think at some point, though, someone should bring it up and be like, hey, like, didn't you get married? What's yeah. going on? Or didn't you propose or whatever? At some point, somebody should. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. (laughs) 
I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply bring it up and it's gonna be hilarious when they do yeah and he should say mind your business and that would be just enough for me i think that would be a good explanation well billy k defeated nikki cross uh this is billy k's first one-on-one match in over 13 months her first one-on-one win in like two years this was okay it was short it was to get billy k a win she hit a big boot a back uh i think it was a backbreaker and an elbow drop she got the win after Nikki Cross missed a flying body press, and she did a nice little Uranagi spine buster that I liked. What'd you think of, of Billy Kay? I mean, she needs the reps she can get from a singles perspective. I think this was her second longest singles match, maybe ever. I think, and they both needed it, to be honest, yeah. because we're kept seeing, we keep seeing the same matches over and over, yes. and we keep seeing, you know, obviously Nikki and Alexa, we keep seeing the Iconics together, obviously, so to have them both, you know, separated for a bit in an actual singles match, I think benefited, benefited the both of them. Yeah, and that's a thing, I don't expect this to be a pay-per-view match, so if, if this happens on Raw, fine, I haven't seen this match a hundred times, I'm okay with it. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, because I, I was afraid. I was like, oh, are we going to see the same match again? Like, I don't want to see the same match again. I don't want to see Alexa, Nikki versus the Iconics again. I want, like, some more time to go before I want to see it again. So because of that, I, I appreciate that there was a singles match just to kind of mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, boy, it's time. Nia Jax defeated Kyrie Sane. Uh, Asuka cut a promo on Nia backstage. Nia then says that Asuka was gifted the Raw Women's title because of hormones and says that she's the victim in all this. We then get a match between Nia Jax and Kyrie saying uh, Kyrie had a rear naked choke and a tornado DDT, but then they go outside and this match was heavily edited. Uh, as we reported on Fightful Select last Tuesday, they had to have medical tend to Kyrie saying bandage her up. Then they immediately went inside and did the finish, which is a really bad leg drop. Nia busted open Kyrie real bad. Uh, Maurice says, does Nia have to kill someone before WWE makes her go back to the PC? She ain't going back to the PC. I, I guess she's already at the PC. So there you go. Everybody's at the damn PC right now. So the answer is no, she doesn't. But this is a pattern that has continued. We have seen a lot of people get hurt in matches with Nia Jax. And I'm not trying to pile on or anything like that, but it's it's too significant to ignore all the people that have been hurt working with Nia Jax. Either she isn't as safe as she should be, or it's an outstanding coincidence. And if I'm less inclined to believe it's it's an outstanding coincidence based on some of the spots we've seen, like throwing an elbow drop to somebody who's seated and 
dropping the wrong way on a backbreaker and like posting the wrong leg on a backbreaker and slinging somebody here, punching somebody in the face and breaking their nose and some of the concussions and all that stuff. Like I get it. It's, it's, it's contact. It's physical, but my God, it's getting, it's getting a little overwhelming. Do you, I, I feel it's also a sensitive topic because if you go out there and, you, you know, the fans, if they go out and they tweet Nia Jax, like, you're not a safe worker, you're not a safe worker. And we see that because I see those comments that people write to her. And I don't know, like, you know, obviously she's turned it into more of a gimmick on social media. So it's it's pretty interesting to see how that's working because it's the injuries are real, but it seems like uh, she's she's. Uh, responding to what people are saying in a different way so it's really like weird how do you hold somebody accountable when it's a physical sport like that i know people like brett hart obviously he calls out workers when they're unsafe he's been very open about that but is that like something that we should do or is it just like no like let it be because it's a physical sport and stuff happens so i feel it's kind of a sensitive topic in terms of like what do you do with that you know, obviously she does have a track record, but I don't know. And you, you do have people like Deanna Perrazzo that have stood up and said, hey, I've never walked away hurt. Britt Baker walked away with a busted face. A big Swole said in an interview with me she had to give Nia a receipt during their match. The track record is there, and I hate that because I think that Nia Jax can be a very useful useful character. I, I think that if Malcolm Bivens was managing her right now, it would do nothing but great things. I think that that her with a manager, especially, and some not some a lot of seasoning in the ring. I think she could be exceptional. She ain't exceptional right now, and I hate that because I've had nothing but positive experiences with her personally. Uh, the limited interactions I've had, but track records there. Jamie Aguilar says Kyrie needs to be traded to NXT for Dijak straight up for her safety and rejoin Io Shirai. Never want to see her and Nia in the same ring ever again. Well, I agree. I don't ever want to see her and Nia in the same ring again because the results have been pretty rough. Might as well We've been it seeing it multiple times over, which is a, why do we keep seeing it? Always Kyrie, yeah. always Kyrie. Like, I don't understand that. Yeah. Uh, Dijak, Dominic Dijakovic, as reported by WrestleTalk, something that we had heard last week. He is among the call-ups that are happening. We saw Matt Riddle uh, come up. By the way, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Oh boy, do I have a good one coming this week. The Matt Riddle call-up effectively changed plans for eight different wrestlers. Eight different wrestlers were affected by Matt Riddle's call-up, and I'll have that on Fightful Select this week. But Dominic Dijakovic, he seems to be joining Raw. I had mentioned on Fightful Select today he would not be on the show because he was actually in the crowd, so he wasn't wrestling. I like it. I think that he's he's going to be really good for them. Um, I'm very interested to see where he ends up or who he ends up with. Uh, he was a guy from Ring of Honor that I was like, I looked at him and I said, well, yep, he's going to be in WWE. Six foot seven, six foot eight, in good shape, can do anything he wants. Any thoughts on Dijak being brought up? 
Yeah, I'm very curious to see where he's going to fit in right now into Raw, especially because it kind of seems like everybody's sort of settled, or at least things are starting to piece in together. So it will be interesting to see how he's going to uh, change the course. Um, but I'm all for it. Hey, new faces, new people to talk about on the show. I'm all for it. Uh, we had a super chat that's from Injection. It says, Bliss and Cross were on Raw four times after tonight. They got the tag titles. They don't count. I don't know if anybody counts. I haven't heard them mention the brand-to-brand invitation for the last few episodes. Have you? Maybe two or three because we talked about it when it was, like, first announced. And then we had it the following week. And then so it was, like, two weeks, I think, where it was a topic that was discussed. And then maybe the last two weeks we haven't talked about it. Good. I hope they they quietly dropped it because I hated it. It was dumb. Uh, well, don't buddy, they have four times a year? So maybe I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think it's per wrestler, but they never specified. They never specified. Anakin JMT says, "Do you know if they taped Backlash yet?" No, they did not. They did tape one of the matches for um, for In Your House, though Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole, which again reported on FightfulSelect.com. Korasami nineteen ninety seven says, "You got to give it to the women professional enough to continue." Even after getting injured by Nia, yeah. Like I said, Big Swole told me straight up, I was in there for an enhancement match. I got along great with Nia, but when she gave it to me hard, I had to give it to her back. Had to let her know. Some people work like that, and as you can see, worked out pretty damn well for Big Swole. She ended up getting signed by AEW. Throwback27 says, Apollo versus Dijak. He had the U.S. title on his Twitter. Oh, give me that for 15 minutes. 15 minutes of them just slapping, slapping back and forth. I love it. And if you're tired of slapping yourself back and forth for about 15 minutes, and you're looking to have increased sexual performance for maybe longer than maybe longer than 15 seconds, maybe that's your, your issue, check out BlueChew.com. Gives you the first... Chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. That way, whenever you make your open challenge, you'll be ready. It's ready whenever you are, or ready whenever ready whenever your dance partner is, if you know what I'm saying. Maybe they want to go the Broadway. They want to go 60 minutes. You can do it thanks to BlueChew.com. It's a chewable, so it gets into your system faster and like I said, it's better than Viagra and Cialis because you don't have to go to the doctor. You don't have to go to the pharmacy, and you don't need to be doing that for your sexual performance uh, meds at this point. You should be calling these in. You should be doing these online like Blue Chew does. It's prescribed online by Blue Chew affiliated physicians. It ships straight to your door. It is much more discreet than this segue that I just gave you, but I, the thing is, I, I point out discretion, but then I always got to remind you, there's not going to be anything discreet when y- your partner goes outside and screams, that was some great dick! <laughs> They're going to be going after your Dominic Dijaka dick real hard. Yeah, you heard me! You heard me, Denise. (laughs) Damn. I'm never gonna unthink it, unhear it. Mm. That's somebody getting their their call up to the big leagues. Thank you, Soul. I see your your chat there. 
Damn, you can get that first shipment free when you use the code FIGHTFUL. Just pay $5 shipping. I have a serial sponsorship coming soon. That should be interesting. A serial sponsorship? Yeah, breakfast cereal. I'm excited. I'm excited for that. <laughs> but, you know, take it from the dong lord. Most sponsored dong in wrestling media. This is this is the good stuff. BlueChew.com. Code Fightful. Anakin JMT says, Denise, I rolls for the win. I forgive you for your heel turn. <laughs> so, I, okay, I didn't know the eye rolls were, were showing. I never know when I do the eye rolls. So, I didn't, I, yeah, I don't know. I just did not see it coming, okay? I didn't see that one coming. Well, they're going to see it coming when you use BlueChew.com code Fightful. Singer Vampire says, came for the wrestling, stayed for the BlueChew adverts. I love that we get super chats for our sponsors that already pay us. I appreciate you guys. That makes it even better. Uh, if you all want me to plug a couple more things right now, I'm do, I did the Backstage Report podcast today on FightfulSelect.com. That is 20, 25 minutes of exclusive info on the Backstage Report. I'm doing my Q&A again this week, as I do every week on Fightful Select. But I did some guest appearances over the past week. Did Matt Men Radio. That was a good time with Andrew Zarian. Did Cruise Control with Randy Cruz. Again, I was on the Sheenom stream also, our dude Throwback did his first podcast last week, so uh, he'll leave you his Twitter handle in the live chat so you guys can check that out. But lots of stuff going on, lots of stuff going on. Rob Wilkinson, the Super Chat, says, Tough few days, missed you all. Check out Throwback show tomorrow, and also shout out to my favorite indie wrestler, Airwolf. Shout out to Hannah for blowing up Batista's Twitter tonight. Hashtag love not hate from Minnesota. Yeah, we hope you're staying safe, buddy. I do not have any idea what Hannah could have possibly sent him. But all I know is that Batista is over 50 years old. So therefore, Hannah is extremely interested in him. That's pretty much the prerequisite for our buddy Hannah. <sighs> Throwback 27 says, Opai Senpai Donglord. The Twitch stream was fun, and Hannah was in, I think he meant to say rare form, but he said rear form. And let me tell you, if the lady in your life is in rear form, check out BlueChew.com and use that code FIGHTFUL. Help her out with that a little bit. Damn. Damn, that was a ride. That was a ride. Rare form. Rear form. Charlotte Flair defeated Asuka via... Count out. Charlotte says she wants everyone in NXT to become the next Rhea Ripley, the next Io Shirai. She wants them to step up so she can make them bow down too. That was such a good line. And it it's very aware. It's very self-aware, Denise, because we all see the criticisms of Charlotte. She's holding down talent, yada, yada. What do you think about her promo? You know, Charlotte always has good promos. I love her her in-ring stuff. Like, not just her matches, but I also love her promos and stuff. And I feel that because she gets that, like, hatred of, like, oh, she's taking all the spots or, oh, Charlotte this, Charlotte that, I feel that a lot of people sometimes are distracted by all the good that she does and how, like, incredibly good she is at what she does. Like, everything she does she does it the way it's supposed to be done. Like, that's the thing about Charlotte. And so 
we see that with her work continuously. And even today, I was just thinking, like, she's always spot on. So for me, it was nothing of a surprise. It was what it was. It's Charlotte doing cutting good, good, good promos all the time. She's really good at it, and these two women knocked the living shit out of each other per usual. I mean, I wish I would have gotten a clean finish, but... I, and honestly, I'm like, why keep doing these with Charlotte if you're not going to have a clean finish? But I, I love the natural selection counter into the arm bar. I'm, I'm a big fan of chaining submissions together. I really dig that. The arm bar into the triangle. Do wish they'd switch it up a little bit, because they go to that one a lot. But then Charlotte turned it into a Boston Crab... And she hit an amazing release German suplex, a delayed one. And, oh, God, I love those. One of those where you just hold somebody up, and then you slowly just drag them back and throw them over. Great. Uh, did, how did you feel about this match, Denise? It was an aggressive match, which I really liked because, you know, we've seen them work before, so we know what we what they can do. And so some so I was interested interested in seeing how they were gonna work this match today. Cause I was like, okay, obviously they're not gonna be putting in all of their eggs into this basket today. So but once I actually saw the finish happening, I understood why why this match worked out the way it did. And I actually really enjoyed you know, even though I wasn't like that crazy that it was, you know, there wasn't anybody that actually got a win. It wasn't a clean finish or anything like that. I will say that I was a fan of how it ended with Nia Jax coming out and essentially distracting and ending the match for Asuka. I was a fan of that. Well, that did happen. Uh, Nia Jax came out to the music of, of Asuka with the paint and with all that. And I'm like, damn, she got that done quick. She just wrestled. Yeah. She just wrestled. <laughs> but, and it was perfect, and it was spot on, too. Like, the makeup and everything. I was like, well, shouldn't Asuka be the only one who knows how to do it that perfectly? Yes. Yes. Uh, and I, I thought it worked pretty well. A, a lot of people think that Nia should just be the big, surly bully and all that stuff. I don't get it. I don't get that. Just because that's how every other larger-than-life wrestler has been like that, like like the bigger wrestlers have been, that doesn't mean that Nia shouldn't be able to show her personality and show that side of her because she pl- she clearly has plenty of it. I mean, she's she's a valley girl. There's nothing wrong with a valley girl being a valley girl. That's where she's from. It's where she was raised. It's how she sounds. It's how she acts. And I think that's good because she's able to turn it up. And it's it's annoying on TV, and that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be annoying on TV. And that's one of the things that I remember mentioning like a while back was that, yeah, Nia Jax was back, but they were having her do the exact same things. And this time, like tonight, I think I liked what Nia did. Like I like when she basically cut a promo saying that like, oh, like they Becky just gave Asuka the bow, like and she mocked like the the girls, like in the cheering and all of that, like the laughing and the oh, let's be friends stuff. I like that. And I like the fact that she did something different by coming out within us with with Oscar's mask and her face paint and her music. So I actually thought that gave her a little bit more than just her always coming out and doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie Aguilar says any chance Charlotte drops the NXT title at in your house to go for the tag titles with Chelsea Green could be a way to make her not feel stale. I'll say this anything is possible. I would expect to see a lot more out of Chelsea Green very very soon. Uh, she is liked. 
she is very well liked by the people that need to like her, and that's a good thing. Wish her husband was still on the roster too, uh, but hey, I, I would expect to see a lot more of her, and I would not mind Charlotte and Chelsea Green winning the tag titles. That would be different, Denise. Yeah, it would. But I see, I always think like if someone gets the title, like it should be for a reason though. And I just feel like we haven't had that reason with Charlotte yet. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And that's the thing. Charlotte's always going to have that, that ability to uh, just win the title back and seamlessly transition into that spot. Which Hannah. takes away, like, whether or not it's special. Like, it's not going to be special if she, like, wins another bet. You're just gonna, like, oh, okay, well, yeah. she's just going to have it for a few weeks, talk about it, and then that's it. So it needs to be – it needs to feel more special. Apparently, my wife heard my segue. I got a text message from downstairs that said, amazing segue. I had to stop myself from laughing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there you go. There you go. Hannah that's Moore awesome. says rude, rude, factual, whatever it may be. You know, you know, uh, throwback 27 has a nice question with raw SmackDown and NXT producing good shows, which show of late has been better. What do you think, Denise? I really enjoyed last week's SmackDown. I thought was good. I only caught the end of NXT last week. And then with raw, I feel like there was both, uh, I feel like there was a strong segment in each show, but I will say that I feel feel I enjoyed SmackDown last week a little bit more. I just thought it flowed a lot uh, smoother. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, Throwback also says, Asuka versus Charlotte, Owens versus Cruz, both good matches that should have gone without interruption. Owens versus Cruz are two bulls in a china shop. Let them go. Yeah, when they slugged it out right before that commercial, Denise, I was like, damn, that's what I want to see. That's what I like to see. And they were really going at it, and it's like, man, you can tell that Kevin Owens is is the type of person that wants to make the people he's working with look as good as possible yeah. too, because it makes him look good. It does. If not, if he's going to be out there working a match with somebody, doing a storyline, whatever it may be, it's not going to be. If no one's interested in it, it's a waste of his time, a waste of his effort. And I don't think Kevin Owens is the guy that is going to be satisfied with having a mediocre run in the biggest promotion, biggest wrestling promotion. Like that just doesn't seem like a Kevin Owens thing. Yeah, uh, and Throwback says Lana getting burned by MVP. Wow, yeah, that was something. So MVP is listening to Lana go off on him. She says that MVP is trying to revive his washed-up career via Bobby Lashley. MVP says, that would make two of us. And Lana slaps the shit out of him. What would you think of this exchange? So maybe I'll turn heel during this moment. I did not like this at all because I don't like that they gave Lana the like awful girl character. Like she's like, ugh, like she's just the very worst. She's she's bringing this man down, sort of deal. I am not for that. Okay, so I'm all about the women, and I want her to like. I want I want there to be something different added to her character. I want her to to maybe outsmart the men in some sort of way because I I just feel like it's been consistently making her look bad every single week and I want her to maybe get maybe a little bit of a win, you know, because I feel like when she they have her do anything 
the viewers may be like, oh, here we go again. Like, it's Lana. She's just going to scream and it's going to be annoying. I actually think it would be a pleasant surprise if she did something different and, and you know, surprise the men or something like that. I think that it would be a nice turn. Yeah. Yeah. Lana is one of those people that can stay perpetually over is the thing. Like, she she can get the reaction that she needs or at least a good reaction, some kind of reaction uh, at pretty much anything that she does. Even when she's not there, people are chanting, we want Lana. Uh, now, I don't know about that anymore. Maybe back yeah. in the day, definitely. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I haven't seen a crowd That's around true. lately. But. <laughs> That's true. Throwback27 says, was fun uh, having the Sheenom trying to get Sean to go on Twitch. Everyone go Nate, uh, donate and do a good deed and pay it forward. Yeah, again, check out the Sheenom's Twitch. I love being on with her and Queen of the Ring, two great uh, girls. Pass it to DJ Sen. I've always wondered what Sean's wife thought about the Blue Chew ads. I mean, when I first got sponsored by them, I would literally cut segways in the middle of us, like just hanging out on the porch. Uh, go, like people would ask me to do them. They would ask me to bring up a segway on somebody in the middle of a conversation or something like that. So she was pretty sick of it at first, but. Hey, she she knows that Blue Chew is good to us and, and helps pay the bills at Fightful. I mean, they're a big reason why Fightful finally turned a profit was was their sponsorship. So I love them. But Lana is backstage. She believes that MVP is the one that didn't want her around, not Lashley. So she shows up. Drew is in control of the match but gets distracted and posted and MVP hits one of his old finishes, the player's boot, but it only gets a one count. Lashley sees trouble, pulls MVP out, and Drew does a tope con hilo, which is great. I thought he was saving that for like a pay-per-view or something because I never see him do it, Denise. Right. But uh, then he hits a Claymore. That's a wrap. What do you think of the, the short match? What do you think of the Lana integration? How are you feeling about all this? So I thought they could have done more, obviously, with the Lana thing. Like she really just came out and – didn't really do I mean she I didn't feel like she had she it felt like she had more of a plan and then didn't execute it um so that was that portion the match itself it was it was really nothing to say there but what I did love was the ending because Bobby Lashley looked a lot more dominant than Drew McIntyre and that wasn't expected I mean Drew McIntyre uh is still a fairly new champion and so having him look weak at the end of the show was sort of surprising and you know what I actually liked it because again it made me uh not see things as oh this may just go one direction like no having Bobby Lashley looked more dominant, added more to to him and to the actual storyline. And uh, Lashley attacks after the match, puts the, Drew in the full Nelson. I mean, I fully expect Drew to win this match, but I think they've done a pretty fair job building up Bobby Lashley on one of the, the as this is a B show pay per view. I think they've done all right. I mean, do I wish they would have started much earlier? Yeah, it still doesn't make sense to me that Bobby Lashley's getting a title shot instead of Aleister Black, because Aleister Black beat Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania, but I've seen a lot worse happen. I've seen a lot worse happen. Like, virtually everybody that I compete against at Quizzlemania. Uh, did you know that I won again last week, Denise? 
How many weeks in a row have you won now? Like well, I, three? I, I won, no, I won two weeks in a row. I was the first person okay. to win two weeks in a row. And then they screwed me. Then they didn't have me on for a week. And they're like, oh my God, our show is going in the shitter. We've got to get Sean Ross sat back. So they came up with this Night of Champions gimmick. And of course I won. I set records. I, I set the record for most points ever scored in a game. Uh, points per game. Highest thread count of any person that's using or that that's uh, playing Quizzlemania. My sheets have a very high thread count, Denise. And they're bringing in David Starr to face me this week. And it's a shame. It's a shame that I have to beat David Starr just like my close personal friend Matt Riddle did so many times on the independent circuit. Um, it really is. So, man, I'm... I'm I'm gonna stomp him like like the UK Championship. It's it's a shame. Check that out on Wednesday, guys. But Anakin JMT says, "How difficult is it to not do a blue chew segment in everyday conversation? Very hard, very difficult. Uh, it is very hard, but not as hard as your erect penis will be when you use bluechew.com <laughs> code Fightful." Denise, tell the so people. So your brains just have like triggers. Like you have like trigger words. It like turns a light I'm the, bulb I'm in your dong, brain. I'm the dong lord, Denise. Uh, tell the people where they can check out your stuff. Twitter, Instagram, at underscore Denise Salcedo. YouTube.com finally surpassed 27,000. Um, so come on over. Follow YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. And yeah, that's pretty much me. Guys, you all can check me out virtually everywhere that is Fightful. Dot com on Tuesday. Check out Joe Holbert. Check out Jeremy Lambert. Uh, they're doing three unique shows a week. They do a new show on Thursday. Every Saturday, you can see them fantasy book TEW. It is a blast. And every Tuesday, every Tuesday, they do movie reviews, including Suburban Commando from last week. My God. They're watching the worst of the worst. Throwback27 wraps us up by saying, what is Denise's nickname? Sean had <laughs> Land Before Time on Quizzlemania. I did. I had a little foot plush that was on there. And it says, Oh, that's cute. Senpai Sean bringing the smackdown. What is your nickname, Denise? What can we call you? I feel like I haven't earned a nickname yet. I feel oh, like it has to happen naturally. We adore you I don't here. know what Look at my hair should be. What a mess. Like, I don't. I, like, I feel like I would like people to pitch some ideas, okay. and then I'll pick the best one. Okay. Val Venus's BFF. You should no, see... No, please, God, no. Oh, no. I gotta send you the clip of how I reacted to Val Venus on Quizlemania. You'll love okay, it. Okay, yeah. Send me You'll love it. Yeah. Until next time, no, guys. Yeah. Until next time, guys, we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.